Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Hi, everyone. This is the Woman Warriors podcast, and I am your host, Elizabeth Cush. Today, we're going to be talking with Tamara Powell about Enneagrams, which from what I understand are a form of personality test. So you get asked a bunch of questions and come up with a number that is your Enneagram. An addendum to the podcast, after my conversation with Tamara, I went ahead and took the more in-depth paid version of the Enneagram uh, personality test, and my results came back as a nine, the peacemaker. And to me, that really fits who I am as a person and have been as a person in my life. I tend to avoid conflict, which I've talked about here. I don't do very well expressing anger until it bubbles up to the point where I don't have a choice but to express it, and sometimes that's not so pretty but I also value calm and peace and present momentness. So I think in my peacemaker, I have in my peacemaker personality, I have learned to value my present moment experience through mindfulness and meditation and getting to know myself better. So when I am angry and if I do need to express my needs, I'm getting better at that. So if you feel invested in this, um, if you would like to explore further your personality and you have the financial resources to do it, I would encourage you to take the $12 test versus the free one. It did feel much more, well, there's 144 questions, so it is much more in depth and it really, to me was able to identify my my personality type much more clearly. So maybe after today's interview, you will score yourself and you can share that with us in the Facebook group. Before we get started with this week's guest, I just wanted to remind everybody that there is a Woman Warriors Facebook group that you can search for and request access to on Facebook. So look for the Woman Warriors Group. Also know that I now am offering a Worried Woman's Guide to Meditation and Everyday Mindfulness. So you can look for that on my website at progressioncounseling.com. All the links will be provided in the show notes. So Tamara is a licensed therapist a university psychology instructor and empowerment coach who believes life should be lived as a journey that is anything but ordinary. Her work is specialized to help individuals break free from toxic cycles of distress, dysfunction, and dissatisfaction with life that are created when trying to live according to someone else's rules. Only by living what she calls radical autonomy can one obtain soul-nourishing relationships and a sense of true life purpose and inner peace. 
let's get started. Hi, Tamara, and welcome to the podcast. I really appreciate your being here. I know we had a few, we've had a few bumps. I will be so happy when this is actually, you know, up and done. Up in the world. (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth, for having me back on. I'm so excited to be here and to talk about my favorite subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before we do, would you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your passion for the work that you do? Sure. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and empowerment coach. Um, I'm based in Pensacola, Florida, but I see people online around the world. My passion really lies in working outside the box with with things that tend to be outside the box topics. So I tend to work with a lot of what I would call nonconformists, the creatives, the visionaries of the world um, on topics related usually to sexuality, spirituality, gender, um, and anything in the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I do. Mm-hmm. So uh, today we were going to, we're going to talk about the Enneagram and um, if you wouldn't mind just kind of explaining what it is, because I was relatively unfamiliar with it until recently. Sure. The Enneagram is a personality typology system in its simplest form. Um, I actually, and a lot of Enneagram enthusiasts, I would agree that it's a lot more than that, though it's a tool for self-actualization. The word Enneagram means nine-sided symbol. Mm. And so this typology system breaks humanity down into nine different personality types, if you will. But unlike other psychological assessments, the Enneagram actually says this is the box, the type, the number type that you have kind of put yourself in through nature and nurture. And the goal is to actually transcend all nine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's giving you uh, an idea of your personality or you as a person. Mm -hmm. And yet it also giving you awareness to yeah, how you can sort of embrace all those parts. Yeah? Hey, absolutely, because even in our field of psychology, the you know views on quote-unquote personality are really mixed. I remember having a professor of behavioral psychology who would swear up and down there's no such thing as a personality because from her theoretical orientation, strict behaviorism, it all comes down to which behavior is being reinforced or punished. So mm-hmm. you're adapting a trait-like state, in her opinion, to something that is absolutely absolutely fluid and it just depended upon the environment that it was thrust into. Wow. And so the Enneagram kind of takes a both and approach. It says, sure, we're each brought in to this incarnation on this planet with certain temperaments, if you will. One child may be slightly more quote unquote shy than another. Um, one may be more creatively inclined than another, but you combine that with, um, the environment, the culture, the religion, all these other complex pieces, and you end up with what the APA, the American Psychological Association, would say is a, you know, certain set of combined behaviors, sure, that appear consistent enough that we would say, oh, that's Elizabeth's personality. Mm-hmm. That's that's just, that's how she operates. Um, and the Enneagram goes, great, you should know this about yourself. Here's the strengths of that, but here's also the kryptonite of each type, if you will. Mm. And here's how we can work with that so that your quote unquote personality is not so rigid. Yeah. Yeah. And so sort of both the, the light and the dark of, of your Uh personality. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where the good stuff lies. And that's usually what brings people in to see a therapist or coach. I keep doing this thing. I need to stop it. Or this thing's holding me back in my relationships or my business, et cetera. Yeah. 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 I think um, I shared with you the last time we tried to do this was that, you know, I ended up being a five wing six. So, I, and I have not, I, 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 was attempting to do the more extensive test. I did sort of a quickie free one, but Mm -hmm. when I pulled it up this morning, I'm like, ah, I don't have time. This takes 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go back and do that. But um, uh, yeah, and it seemed to ring pretty true for me that, you know, I tend to be a more quiet. uh, I like to be by myself often, you know, not that I don't love my friends and love hanging out and being social, but I think my most comfortable space is when I'm alone. (laughs) Yeah. So the five is the investigator or the researcher. And that would make a lot of sense for a lot of therapists and podcasters out there. (laughs) We just love the knowledge, want to know a little bit about all the things and definitely a lot about a few things of your favorite things, I would imagine. And I look at them as like the professor in the lab. You know, you can, once you get started, it's hard to stop that rabbit trail. We joke that if you ask a five, you know, a question about something, you know, they may stay up all night researching it all the way back to its inception point. So if they have a problem with their printer, before they know it, they're back studying the Gutenberg press. (laughs) 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 They they sometimes get lost in the task. Um, It's just so fascinating to explore those breadcrumbs. (laughs) Exactly. The little trail that takes you down that path. Mm -hmm. So how is the Enneagram different than like Briggs-Myers or more, you know, well-known personality tests? It always makes me giggle when I get asked that because if I had my colleagues that are certified in Myers-Briggs next to me, they disagree with everything that's about to come out of my mouth. (laughs) But that being said, I personally find uh, the Enneagram to be a more fluid model. Um, I find that it overlaps very well with not only psychology, but also spirituality and even some fringe topics like astrology. And so I I tell people that the Enneagram really shows us a a low resolution picture that and you can use it in conjunction with the Myers Briggs and the and the you know astrology or other tools and it really they always seem to line up. I'm always fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm never surprised when I see someone's Myers Briggs type or natal chart, et cetera, after I know their Enneagram number. Cause I'm like, ah, yeah, it really makes sense. The Enneagram shows where we go in stress. So when Elizabeth's having a bad day, what happens to the five, they tend to get a little erratic. Sometimes they can end up filling their plate with a lot of busy work. Um, they can end up distracting themselves with tasks like an unhealthy seven, which is mine, the enthusiast. Um, but it, <laughs> it also shows us where we go in strength. And when you're, when Elizabeth's having a great day, she's willing to put herself out there in the world and and push play on her project before, you know, go live before she feels like she's got ever, absolutely everything in a row because we know nothing's ever going to be perfect. Yeah. So she ends up um, showing up in the world a little bit more like a healthy challenger, the type eight. And mm. I find that to be very useful with my clients and myself to go, here's your own little personal roadmap for how we can go back into the psyche and unlock the parts of yourself, kind of like internal family systems work, that either your family or you didn't get to fully um, mature in. 
that you don't feel yeah. comfortable in yet. You're missing this piece and this piece would really help you. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and I think that's what's so fascinating about, well, both parts work and it seems mm-hmm. like Enneagrams sort of highlight that too, is mm-hmm. that there are these different parts of you that maybe got turned on or turned off due to nature, nurture, or- All of them, yes. Yeah. 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 And so how, how do you use this with clients that you're working with? Like what, how have you seen the benefit of using this tool? I make nearly every single one of my clients take it. (laughs) 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 If you're working on anything related to identity, mothering, leadership, marriage, I just, I'm like, I need to see how you see the world as a phenomenological counselor. This to me is ground zero. Mm. Um, And so that's my first step is explaining to them, you need to see what your lane is because that already relieves a lot of things like mommy guilt, imposter syndrome. I cannot mother the way that you do or the way that, you know, someone else who's more reserved might. I just can't. And if I sit and try to, I'm going to screw it up and feel even more guilty for it. But when I can see in my Enneagram profile that I love possibility. I love optimism. I mean, to the point of naivety sometimes, but Mm -hmm. um, that's where my strength lies. And that really helps me as a mom to say, you know, this is what I can offer you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're right. Like this is my superpower as a mom. Right. Yeah. Or lover or business person. My clients who come to me, I tell them like, listen, I will help you find peace, but my avenue towards it is really with that shot of Red Bull. It's that <laughs> empowerment. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like it is. So I need to, I work with people who tend to like the straight approach and no BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so if someone were going to do the, take the Enneagram test for the mm-hmm. first time, what what would you hope that they will come away with? My, my, of course, my ideal goal, being the idealist, is that they feel the same way that I did when I first took it, where I was like, oh my God, someone just explained my soul to me. I had this gut-clenched moment where I both wanted to cry and laugh. I think I did both mm. because it, it normalized my experience as a person and really put words that I didn't have as to why I struggle in certain situations and Mm. said, but it's okay. You're not, you don't have to be stuck here. (laughs) Here's how we can get out. And that was very comforting. The the Enneagram offers you levels of health to unhealth and being able to see that humans go up and down that every day. And it, so it gives me like little check engine lights. Mm -hmm. How am I doing? Is my behavior showing up more like um, Stephen Colbert or like, like Howard Stern. Those are two type sevens. <laughs> am I being brazen just because I'm pissed off? Right, or, right. or am I actually using it to try and shake up the world in a way that I think is important? Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And um, so I would imagine that Enneagrams would also be an amazing tool in better understanding our relationships with others too. Like That's my favorite part. Knew, yeah, if we knew <laughs> the, what their types were, then, you know, that would help us manage them as well. Not that we mm-hmm. can manage them, but our responses to them, maybe. Yeah, yeah, well said. Mm-hmm. And so it's, again, fascinating as to which side of the Enneagram um, coin you take, because back in the day, the Enneagram has been around, according to um, most 
uh, teaching since 2500 BC. I mean, this is an ancient tool. Modern psychology took it in the 1950s, but before like the 1900s, it was mostly used in various spiritual traditions or philosophical traditions. And you weren't even allowed to tell people your type because it was considered such a personal um, self-actualization device. And the fear was that people would weaponize it the way that you see people do a lot of times with Myers-Briggs or astrology, or you're just doing that because you're a Scorpio or you're an ENFJ. Um, um, and so on one hand, we want to have severe reverence for you're talking about, you know, a living sentient being that is very complex. Like I said, this gives us a low resolution picture, but I tell you what, that low resolution picture packs a punch. Mm-hmm. And once you do know it, you can't unlearn what you know. And I wish to God that I had known about this tool back when I first started my mothering journey in my mid-20s because it has changed so dramatically the way that I interact with everyone, especially my own daughters and my fiance. Because it gives me compassion for behaviors that would normally I would take personally. Why are they acting like that? Why are they trying to make me do this or say this? Or why aren't they going along with what I want? Sounds so selfish. Human beings are so selfish. (laughs) (laughs) But you can now see that, oh, my... 16-year-old, she's the perfectionist or the reformer, the type one, and she has the strongest inner critic out of all of the world's nine types. Mm -hmm. And so when she walks into the room and she is yelling at me over something, it's actually projection. Mm -hmm. And it has really changed the way that I responded. I can say, honey, are you feeling anxious about something? I mean, you could know that without an Enneagram type, but it helps me laser in on, she probably doesn't feel good enough about something right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, it helps you kind of see that person with a, a broader lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, it can help you bring that compassion into whatever that conflict might be or whatever that relationship Yes. There's a really great book for uh, relationships that I recommend to everyone. It's The Path Between Us. And so once you know your Enneagram type, or even if you don't, um, you can read it and you'll, you'll find yourself in the pages. It helps describe how each of the nine types deal in relationships with each of the other nine types. So it'll say ones with ones, ones with twos, ones with threes. And I find that to be very useful because you also don't have to read the whole book. You just skip to your chapter and then your partner's chapter (laughs) (laughs) or your kid's chapter. (laughs) Right, right. Get the lowdown and be ready. So if there were tips or resources that if people listened to this episode and were like, wow, I need to know more about this and I want to take that test, like where do they find it? You can Google. There's a lot of free ones out there. You found one. Um, I think those are conversational starters. It at least to whet your appetite for it. My personal favorite that I use in my clinic is at the Enneagram Institute.com. And Ennea is spelled E-N-N-E-A, Gram, G-R-A-M, Institute.com. Um, and you can take the ready, R-H-E-T-I, just purchase by a code. It'll tell you. And it's 12 bucks, but it's the best 12 bucks you'll spend on personal development besides your therapist or coach this week, because it gives you a 20 page PDF printout afterwards. That'll give you your top three scores in depth um, Mm -hmm. to help you narrow it down. Some people take a few weeks, months, or even years before they really hone in on their primary type. And it's worth that journey because once you can see it, you can then go back and see how it's really driven all of your behavior in life thus thus far, your core motivations and your core fears. Mm, Yeah, it is important. It is important. Um, So I will, um, and I will definitely put those links in the show notes. Um, 
But if people wanted to know more about working with you, how would they find you? I'm everywhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am um, on the web at Aria, A-R-Y-A. Aria is Sanskrit for not ordinary. Um, So that was important to me. So ariatherapy.com. I'm also on Facebook under that. And I'm on Instagram under Trapezoid Tales. (laughs) But if you type in Tamara Powell, that'll pop up too. Nice. 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 Well, I will include all those links in the show notes and... I really appreciate your taking the time to talk to us today about the Enneagram. My pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me and in my conversation with Tamara Powell about Enneagrams. I find personality testing and this sort of testing really intriguing, interesting. I think sometimes um, it can tell us a lot about ourselves. So you can check out the Enneagram website. You can choose. There are free, uh, shorter versions of the test. But if you want to go deeper, you can do the $12 test. I will put the link in the show notes. You can find it there. I think Tamara is a true woman warrior as she is really helping people and women live their best lives their most in a most authentic way. And that to me is so, so important. If we can embrace who we are as we are, faults and all, I am all about that. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope that you find out a little bit more about yourself if you choose to do the Enneagram. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com. Thank you.